Welcome to Brazen, a weekly podcast where we get down and dirty on how we can live a more bold, curious, and vibrant life. We are your hosts, Callie Hughes, a self-care coach and nurse practitioner, and Valerie King-Maller, a business growth and mindset coach. In this podcast, we are helping women stop people-pleasing and perfectionism, awaken their inner badass, and discover what can happen when we take the lead in our own life. Join us as we explore everything available to us when we brazenly take accountability for our life and well-being. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Brazen Podcast. We're your hosts, Callie and Valerie. And today we want to talk about the fear of success because it's something that a lot of people don't really think about and it's a really subconscious thing, but it can really hold you back in life and in business. So we're going to dig into that. But first, Val, how is your week going? It's going really well. We were just talking before we started recording about kind of the chaos of the last couple of days, but overall feeling good, excited to be recording. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I've been having a day. It's like one of those days that reminds me of the song, Honey, I'm Home by Shania Twain. It's like literally just a series of ridiculous things. Like (laughs) I slept through my alarm this morning and then like by some miracle, my kids actually like got dressed and to the bus stop and dropped off at daycare, like without (laughs) much of an issue. But like, I didn't shower, which is like, if you're watching the video, that's why my hair is wet because I got out of the shower like 15 (laughs) minutes ago. Then I ripped my favorite pants. Like, you know, the upper thigh part of your jeans where it always like gets thin. I like knelt down to do something with my son when I was dropping him off and I felt it rip and I was like, son of a gun, you've got to be kidding me. Like they're my favorite pants. And then it's just like one thing after another, but we're breathing through it. And, you know, tomorrow is the full moon. We were just talking about this. So it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. What are you loving this week? So this one isn't an actual tangible thing, but I'm really loving seeing and hearing more women have conversations about money. And I really have like appreciated that you and I have been very transparent about our goals with money and have felt, I think, pretty comfortable talking about money from the beginning. But I just realized that I don't really talk about money with a lot of other people. And I just happened to see on LinkedIn a little clip and it was from the podcast, Working Hard, Hardly Working. And it was just a little clip about kind of this woman's like journey, making money and everything. And we can link it in the show notes, but I haven't listened to the full episode yet, but I was just like, yeah, like she's just talking about getting rich. And I you know, that's not everyone's goal, but it was just like kind of refreshing because I think it's feels dangerous to even say that. And I think, you know, money is just such a loaded topic. It's loaded culturally, socially, just gender wise. Like there's just so much that goes into the discussion of money. And it's just, I think the more we have those discussions, the more we can get comfortable coming up with solutions for, you know, gender pay 
gaps and racial issues around money and, you know, just all of that stuff, but we're kind of just not, we haven't been having those conversations. And I'm also part of a mastermind group and we've been talking about our pricing a lot. And one of the members said that it was really helpful that we kept talking about pricing because when it came time to talk about her prices with customers, she was much more comfortable doing it. Mm. And I'm like, yes, just need to talk money a little bit more. So that's what I'm I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I was actually just having a conversation about this with my sister last weekend. And I think for you know, prior generations, there was this massive taboo around like, you don't talk about how much you get paid and you don't talk about like how much money you spent on like big purchases Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like I remember asking my sister and her husband, cause they had just bought a camper and, you know, my husband and I have, thrown around the idea of buying a camper mm-hmm. at some point in the future, but we've never looked into it. So I have no idea what <laughs> camper goes for. And so I just asked him, I was like, Oh, how much did you pay for that? And it was so funny because my dad was like, what? <laughs> like he instantly like thought that it was such a rude question. And my sister and I, I mean, we're both from a different generation and it's so much more acceptable to talk about stuff like that with you know, millennials. And so we were just like, what? Like it didn't even occur to us, but it just reminded me that there is this massive taboo, but I think it's Mm -hmm. definitely going to be shifting now that, you know, it's millennials and Gen Mm -hmm. Z in the workforce Mm -hmm. more. And, you know, it's just kind of acceptable. Like I heard, oh gosh, I can't remember what state it was, maybe it was like California, but -hmm. there was a state that just passed a law that required job postings to state the salary or the hourly rate, Mm -hmm. which like, it's crazy that it took until 2022 or 2023 for that to happen. But yeah, Yeah. I think it's a good thing to get comfortable with talking about money. Yeah. (laughs) How about you? What's your thing you're loving this week. Okay. So this is very random and not at all related to anything that we usually talk about, but you know, if you're listening to this podcast, that's just what you're going to get from me is a bunch (laughs) of random stuff. You've been obsessed with the Hamilton soundtrack. I went through this phase Back when it first came out on Disney Plus, where I was like watching it all the time and loved it. And then I kind of fell out of it, but I don't even know what it was, but something like, I don't know, maybe an ad or something that I saw, you know, advertising and marketing really (laughs) works, but it like got me back into it. And so I've been just listening to that soundtrack on repeat. And I actually really love that the entire play is basically a soundtrack like it just goes from one song to the next so it's like I'm watching the play again but in my mind while I'm doing other stuff it's perfect (laughs) I'm embarrassed to admit that I have not seen it or heard the soundtrack so oh my gosh it's it's so good (laughs) it's so good I love it so much yes are you a theater fan or not can be no I I always like people ask me that and I'm like yeah. I mean, I love everything kind of artistic. So yes, but I'm, I don't necessarily gravitate towards it 
fully. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a huge theater nerd. It's not like I've seen a lot of plays, but the plays that I have seen, I've been like super into it. Like Wicked and Hamilton are two of my absolute favorites, but basically any musical is right up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) So let's dig into the fear of success because I think, you know, it's a topic that's becoming more talked about, but prior to a couple of years ago, I had never really heard of the concept of being afraid of being successful. So can you explain a little bit of what that actually means and what it looks like? Yeah. So there is a lot that overlaps with the fear of failure. A lot of times they kind of manifest in similar ways, but the fear of success is kind of a little deeper, I think, than the fear of failure. I think all of us can understand we don't necessarily want to fail in quotation marks, but the fear of success is often rooted into something where you don't want to open yourself up to potential criticism. It can be related to something where you're worried about it's almost like a fear of failure on a higher level where you're worried about failing on like a bigger platform. And I think that it manifests itself a lot in procrastination. You'll see like you'll procrastinate because you're just like not ready to take that next step into kind of the next level of your business. It also just ends up being that you kind of self-sabotage in your business. So you will do things that won't move your business forward. And an example, I have a fear of success sometimes. And I think an example for me is if someone reaches out and wants to like collaborate or do something, I won't necessarily jump on the opportunity. I'll be really excited about it kind of deep down. And then I'll just be like, not jumping on it right away. And then I eventually do because I've kind of worked through it. But I think that's where you might see a lot of self-sabotage is not embracing the opportunities that you do have. And I think in my case, like, I think because I was teased about like my weight when I was younger and stuff, like for me, fear of success is like the idea of just like putting myself out there and like being visible and like, just opening yourself up to criticism. And I think in this day and age with like online trolls and everything, like it can be really scary to just put yourself out there because you're basically being judged by everyone, not to scare mm. everyone else off, but you know, you're just <laughs> I opening think that's yourself. just a reality. Like, yeah, yeah the trolls are everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. No. So I think it's like you kind of, if you were ever teased or bullied or anything, like you might have a fear of success because you don't want to like put yourself out there. You want to more like blend in. To me, it was like, it took a long time to get to that realization. Cause I'm like, I like being the center of attention. And <laughs> usually I'm like very confident, but it's usually a very deep seated mm-hmm. thing. So you really have to explore. There's also just that piece where Sometimes we have that subconscious thing that like, if things are going too well, something bad's going to happen. And I think the Mm. fear of success can come from that concept where you're like, I'm doing really well. So like, I'm going to get hit with a really big tax bill or something's going to happen with my business or whatever. So it can be a little bit of that as well. So, and I don't know if you have any thoughts about kind of 
some underground reasons why people might have a fear of success. So yeah, I can definitely really relate to that, especially the self-sabotage piece, because something that I am notorious for just in my own mind, it's not like anybody else knows that I do this, but I go through my email and anytime I see something that like might be a good opportunity or something like that, I star it and I'm like, oh, I'll get back to this. I'm just going to go through the rest of my email. Like, yeah, right. I'm never going to get to a zero inbox. Let's just be real. And so the thing with me is that if I don't do something about it right then, like take some kind of action in my mind, it kind of just gets backburnered and I might never see that email again until like whenever I go through my starred emails mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh crap, that would have been a really good opportunity. So I can definitely relate to that because that's something that I've been trying really hard not to do lately anyway. And one of the things that came to my mind when you were talking about just the really deep fear of being more visible and opening yourself up to criticism. Like that is a really deep seated wound because, Mm -hmm. you know, as a kid, a lot of us were teased by our peers for something. I mean, kids are brutal. Like they are just so mean to each other sometimes. And that creates this like trauma wound in our nervous system where we don't want to open ourselves up to experiencing that shame and rejection and like all of those really uncomfortable feelings. And so we're not even really doing it on a conscious level, but all those procrastinating and self-sabotaging type things that we do where we're like, oh, why am I like this? Why do I do that? It's probably something like this where it's like there's something that happened that was super painful at the time. And now your subconscious mind is like, I'm going to try to avoid that at all costs in the future, which is another reason why doing this self-reflection work as a leader is so important because you uncover all of these really deeply rooted false beliefs Mm -hmm. that you might not have even known were there. But once you work through them, you're allowing yourself to sort of get to that next level in life and in business and just kind of across the board. And then another thing that I thought about when you were talking about how we, when things are going really well and we're just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop sort of thing, that reminds me of something that Brene Brown talks about called foreboding joy. And that is where, you know, the example that she gives in her books and in her talks is like, As a parent, you're looking in at your sleeping baby and you're just feeling like so much joy and happiness and like your heart is going to burst 
And then you start picturing all of these worst case scenarios, like them getting her or something happening to them or you know, it's like you are waiting for the other shoe to drop, like, oh, it's too good right now. Something bad is going to happen. And it's kind of a subconscious way of us trying to prepare ourselves for mm-hmm. the bad things that we're anticipating happening. But the problem with that is that it totally takes us out of that joyful moment and it essentially ruins it for us. And the reality is if a bad thing is going to happen, like there is really no way to like soften the blow emotionally. Like, of course, if it's something like, you know, taxes and whatever, like, you know, prudent planning is good enough to kind of be able to see ahead to that. But For the emotional piece of it, you know, like, oh my gosh, everything is going so well in my business. Like everything just seems to be flowing. And, you know, maybe you're like sort of getting to the next level, like customer wise or scaling. And then you start wondering like, oh, what's going to come and ruin this for me? If something Mm -hmm. does come and ruin it, It's the fact that you were like just mentally ruminating about it isn't going to make it feel any less painful or stressful. So one of the things that she talks about is just starting to recognize when you're doing that and recognizing as, oh, I'm doing that foreboding joy thing. And then bring yourself consciously back to the moment of joy and just really soak it in. And that's just the key of like being fully present in the moment and not allowing yourself to go down that rabbit hole of like planning for worst case scenarios and kind of just ruining that happy moment. So those are just kind of some thoughts that came up for me as you were talking. Yeah, no, I think all of that is super relevant. And I've heard it, the foreboding joy, but also like anticipatory grief or, you Mm. know, and it's just basically living the negative scenario twice because, yeah, and it may not even happen. So you're essentially just like having all the negative emotions of something that may or may not happen. So I think another piece of it too, is just a lot of people worry about how their relationships will change when they become successful. And either that's because something's happened to them in the past and they've lost friendships or, you know, any type of thing like that can lead to them being even more scared of just what success is going to bring. And so I think, you know, there are a couple of ways that you can overcome a fear of success. And I think the first one is just understanding why, like what are the pieces that are holding you back. And so really just spending some time asking yourself, like, what is like preventing me from taking the next step? And we've given you a couple of different ideas about what it might be, but you really do have to kind of dig down into any sort of childhood or any previous experiences with being successful and like kind of what comes up for you. And I think just spending some time visualizing success, like visualizing the positive aspects of success can help to 
just encourage you to see it as a more positive experience as opposed to just a negative, like the potential for negative, you know, outcomes. And then always our big key thing is to just take small steps towards success and not feel like you have to jump from level one to level 25 in your business. And this will help you have like little successes along the way so that you can realize that there aren't negative outcomes or if there are, you're able to deal with them. Yeah. And you're going to be able to do both of those things by joining our Patreon. I mean, not to like sound salesy, but this is honestly the answer to this issue. So we have a third tier in our Patreon where it offers a monthly group coaching and accountability. So, you know, these are topics that we're going to be digging into in the group coaching. And so it's a really great opportunity for you to be able to gather with other peers, like other women who are in this journey with you and you can kind of talk together about like, why are you self-sabotaging? Like what might be the underlying issue there? And what are some small steps that you can start taking to get yourself some momentum with, you know, getting out of those self-sabotage traps and, you know, those mindsets where you're kind of just holding yourself back out of some subconscious fear. So if that sounds like a good next step for you in your personal life and leadership journey, then check out the link that's going to be in our show notes. It'll bring you right to our Patreon and we have a couple of different pricing options. So there's something for everybody there. So as Kelly mentioned in one of our previous episodes, we do have a new segment at the end of each of our episodes, and that's just kind of a challenge or question of the week. And this week's challenge is for you to spend some time noticing when you exhibit any of the behaviors we talked about, or to just dive deep into whether you do have a fear of success. And you can kind of look for some of the items we mentioned earlier, and we can include some little cheat sheets in our show notes, but just spending some time noticing if you're procrastinating and what kind of might be behind that. And feel free to, as always, send us an email with any thoughts you have, and we'll link that in the show notes as well. So until next time, keep being brazen. You just finished another episode of the Brazen Podcast with Callie Hughes and Valerie King-Maller. We hope that this episode inspired you to take one more small step toward your ideal life. We are so grateful that you're here and we are cheering for you all the way. To get more info on how to take the next steps or how to work with us, go to brazenwomen.com. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. You can also support us and help spread the word by becoming a monthly supporter for just $3 a month. Again, thank you for listening. We'll chat soon. And in the meantime, keep being brazen.